0: To a gem of a secret podcast. My name's Donatella. My secrets,
1: and my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing tonight, Coco? I'm doing really good today. I I'm really recognizing that um, I'm not gonna let people just keep effing with my peace. Good lord, that's <laughs> so important. That is so stupid important. And I know that that feels very like Junction vibey and whatever. But like at the same time, I've really it's like it's almost like a muscle it's funny I haven't unpacked this in my brain yet but I've been thinking about it having people not mess with your piece is a muscle that you have to actually exercise like you can say all day long that you um, you're like the next time it happens I'm not gonna let somebody mess with me Mm -hmm. or whatever but then you get into the situation and it's literally messing with you because you haven't exercised the muscle yeah like and then I recognize I had an incident recently again after all the stuff I went through that where it was, like, kind of toxic and whatever. Mm -hmm. And actually, I just got one like 20 minutes ago. Um, Really? Yeah, just like one 20 minutes ago. I didn't even share it in the group chat. So how
0: often are you getting these toxic messages after taking the role of event manager at local
1: um at this point daily now daily yeah daily thi- and they're not like messages they're incidents. they're incidents incidents
0: oh okay incidents so always something there's always something always some fire that's yeah. having to be put out
1: yeah there's always some fire yeah, um cause not everything is like super toxic and like so today's Incident that I just got twenty minutes ago. It's funny. Uh, I didn't even send it in the group chat, and mm. I don't necessarily think that that's necessarily a bad or a good thing to send in our friend group chat or whatever to say this is the next thing that's happening. It's just that um, it's good to have the support of your friends. It is good to have the support of my friends, but I also realized it didn't mess with my peace yeah. because, like, it was like a trial by fire, like getting thrown back into the fire, being like, uh, to be like, hey, like, do you really that that phrase that I was trying to live by, like. If people aren't paying your bills, like pay them no mind. Pay them no
0: mind, as as Rupal would as say. As Rupal
1: would say, um, you know, and and what other people think of you is none of your business.
0: Yeah, it's I just... mean it's true. It's the best way to best way to live. You could also just like cut everyone out and become an entire like hermit, like me, and just you know
1: that's also that's also a reality that that's also some truth to that that can get you through
0: you could just drop off the face of the earth or the social media landscape <laughs> like i have i seriously like tiktok and uh instagram are all i have now
1: gosh i don't use tick i don't use instagram really anymore really? I, I don't even try yeah. I, I feel like such a I feel like such a boomer when it comes to that. Like, I mm. I open it, and I'm just like, I should post a picture.
0: It has become to. so much more of, like, a shopping app now. I don't really like where it's gone, but, I mean, it's... I don't know. I don't know why it's the only social media I have. I'm just, like, slowly phasing it all out until I become, like, a cottage witch in the woods, I think.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, because I don't know. There's just not... Gosh, and even TikTok. Like, I'm stuck... Um, I'm getting into lesbian TikTok right now, which I think Mm -hmm. lesbian TikTok is a lot better than gay TikTok, um, just by far. Um, but, like, everything, even the activist stuff on TikTok is really good.
0: Mine's all, like,
1: stop line three right now. (laughs) I was just there like a week ago. Really?
0: Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> mine's, yeah, mine's all stop line three. It's, right. that's all it is. Is it like, it's a heavy, like indigenous activism, TikTok right now, mm-hmm. which is great. I love seeing that on my for you page because I feel like I'm becoming better educated about these types of things. So, yeah. which yeah, stop line three. It's terrible. We need to protect our natural resources and uh, give natives their land back.
1: Mine, uh, the, the recent stuff that I just got off of, um, and it was commentary on commentary, and I hate, because right before you seem to get out of a TikTok, it's like you start getting into, like, people being like, okay, well, maybe we're, like, it's like a critique on how people are doing the movement mm-hmm. right before you switch off of that TikTok, And that's what are, where you always get like, Oh, that does make kind of sense. I could see how that might be detrimental yeah. when people are saying it that way or trying to portray the message that way. And then it makes you feel really confused inside. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, Oh, maybe that person was being a little bit too loud or maybe that person was being a little bit off base or something like that. And then you move on to a different TikTok, and then mm-hmm. you're just like, okay, well I'm over here now. <laughs> I like Let's when
0: see. they give you like real solutions on things that you can do. Like, they, like, give you a phone number that you can call and you, or petitions that you can sign at the I like very that least. Stuff, yeah. At the very least, you know. I like, I like when that's, there's, like, a call to action, at least.
1: I do like a call to action. Call mm-hmm. to actions are so important. They are. Um, I did just um, watch a, this was, I wasn't even planning to say this today. I, I just finished, because I don't know how recent it was, but I did see it shared recently on Facebook. There was an incident with this black woman um, and I watched the video, which it was heartbreaking. I started crying. It was this oh, no. incident about three, three black girls, uh, three or four black girls or whatever. And this cop, the video starts with like this cop on top of this black girl, like just pinning her to the ground. Um, and she looked fairly young. I don't know how young she was, but she looked very, fairly young. And like, she was like foaming at the mouth because she just couldn't breathe. And like, I did see that. Yeah. And it just, and and, like, her mom, it said her mom was, like, holding her hand, trying to, like, mm-hmm. calm her down because she was just freaking out. Yeah. And then, like, then she was in cuffs. you walking away. And, like, I think the mom said or did something. And so then they, you know, they threw her to the ground. And it was all aggressive and horrible. <sighs> and then pinned her. And then, like, she's trying to explain what's happening. And the friends are trying to explain what, ha- what, what happened. Oh, yeah, so there was four of them, four black girls. And they're trying to explain what was happening. And really, it just sounds like I was reading online, they're like, they, the, they, the the, cops got called on them for just, like, walking, I guess. Um, oh, somebody called the cops because they said they were, like, jumping in front of cars or something like that. Um, I think it's what somebody said. And, I, and watching the video was horrific. Yeah,
0: it was awful. It was uh, just another horrible display of
1: police brutality, police
0: brutality in this country. And... We live in a police state, so.
1: Yeah. Um, Gosh, I know know that we do a lot of interviews on our show now and Mm -hmm. we haven't been, we haven't had a lot of opportunity to uh, do some updates. Um, And we are still gonna do an interview this episode. Um, A little surprise for you guys before we go to our break. But um, there are just like so many changes happening right now in the world um, that we kind of haven't gone over in like a long time. Like the Delta variant is super scary. mask recommendations came back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's that's all been scary to kind of, like, keep up with. It is nice knowing the, like, effectiveness of certain vaccines. We talked about that a little bit in, I think, our last episode in our intro. But, yeah, just with, like, the Delta variant going around, I, um, you know, I think more people are getting vaccinated because it's highly, highly contagious. It's more contagious than the original strain that was going around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just people need to make sure that they're protecting themselves. Keep wearing your masks. You can still get sick. Yeah, You can still get quite ill um, from the Delta variant if you're vaccinated, right. uh, but you know, it is 90 something percent effective from keep keeping you out of the hospital. So, and that's for the Pfizer vaccine, but yeah.
1: Right. so Just be uh, smart. Are you wearing, uh, is your workplace requiring you wear masks? No, not yet. Um, mine is not either, and I think what's interesting about that, um, uh, so here's what's, this is what's, it's, it's, um, it's like a political debate. Yeah. Because, uh, we're getting canceled, locals kind of getting canceled online a little bit because of, um, people are thinking that they should require masks. Mm -hmm. Um, so we are, we're requiring masks inside. Um, Yeah. We just, we met, we're doing that. Um based on the CDC's recommendation.
0: I think that's good for close spaces.
1: I, I do too, but I also like work in an office building yeah. and I and we haven't had any recommendations come out yet about whether or not we're gonna move forward and that kind of bothers me in, to yeah. a degree. And I, I think what's really uncomfortable is like being accountable to a queer community space on a public scale, public level has just been really hard in that capacity. Yeah. Because, like, having to make those decisions um, as quickly as we have to make them is also really challenging. Yeah. But something really powerful did happen, and I don't know if I told you about this, but the reality the reality hit me. Um, we had a RuPaul's Drag Race girl here this last weekend. And when I was hosting during the show, I actually sat on the microphone, which I didn't know I was going to say, and... Um, Somebody had said that locals should not allow anybody in to the patio or, because um, remember, the recommendation was for masks inside. Yeah. And we have a patio, right? Yeah. So we're different than like all the other queer spaces, especially because we can throw events on our patio. Yeah. Um, somebody had written saying you should not allow any unvaccinated people in to the patio or inside hmm. um, at all, period. Yeah. Um, so just blocking access. And a lot of other spaces, a lot of spaces in Portland are doing that. Um, and or they have
0: to have, like, their vaccine card on them?
1: Mm, yes. And if you um, are not vaccinated, you are not allowed in. Hmm. Um, so it's kind of, there are a lot of arguments, positive and negative, about that. But I basically had got on the microphone and I said that that is not a direction that local lounge will be going in because as it stands right now, that 40% of black people are un, un uh, only 40% of black people in Portland are vaccinated right now. Mm. And blocking access to nightlife to black people on a street named Martin Luther King is just really uncomfortable to me. Yes. Um, specifically because we don't, there's not enough access for black people to get vaccinated. Regardless of what people say, there are still barriers to the black and brown communities getting vaccinated. Yeah. So um, it just like, And as I said that, and I actually had people come up to me and say, thank you for explaining it, because a lot of people got highly uncomfortable when I said that. Really? When I said that we won't be doing that because it's a privilege to get vaccinated, Uh and people got, the tension was palpable when I said that. Yeah. And I was like, it's true. Yeah. It's true. It is
0: true. It is true, and it's important that people understand that, you know? Yeah. There are different challenges in healthcare for POC in this country. Yeah, and people need to look outside themselves.
1: Yeah, and it was it was a powerful moment. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. I forgot we we didn't talk about what we're wearing. So, no. um, Donna, what are you wearing this evening?
0: Oh, uh, I said that I wanted to be a witch of the woods, so I just dressed as a witch of the woods. Yeah, you know, just I have my fifteen cats, and I'm sitting here just growing my own produce, and uh, away from everyone because that's, like, my happy place.
2: Cute. <laughs> um,
0: what about you? See, I even have the cackle down. <laughs>
1: uh, I am wearing um, all Black Lives Matter flags as a swimsuit. Mm. Um, but since they're made in non-stretch fabric, that's why it looks so bunchy. <laughs> I, love it. I love a statement. I love it's, a statement please. looks great. Yeah, and I have a cute little headpiece that I love. Mm-hmm. It's just cute. Um, and I'm just, like, rocking my fantasy right now.
0: I dig it. I dig yeah. it. It's just Groovy. a little
1: statement piece. I have to say, because uh, we talked about this earlier on an episode, uh-huh. listeners, and I wanted to talk about, real quickly, right before we hit our break, um, since we're kind of doing a little bit of updates, since we haven't done this in a bit, yeah. is uh, me and Donna were on this sobriety journey And mine was mine was an unknown actually at the time about, uh, you know, whether or not I could drink ever again. Mm -hmm. And um, and I did find out that I can. um, But the one thing that I did find out, listeners, is that Mama gained all the available weight in the United States. And my doctor called me fat (laughs) and she's like, you have to lose weight now. And I was like, oh, and I was like that. That seems really harsh. She's like, well, you know, you're the one who's fat, not me. Um, so I was like, okay, cute. Like, well, <laughs> did she say said, that? No. <laughs> but she, it's, she had the look in her face. I know she wanted to say it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I do. So I need to lose some weight. Um, I gained a <laughs> lot of weight. My favorite thing in the world to do is nothing. And yeah. during COVID, because drag was canceled, I, I did my it's favorite your thing.
0: Taurus Moon. I just love doing nothing. <laughs>
1: Food, sex, and money. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I ate all the food. I sat on the couch. I watched everything on the internet, and I just had the best time. Yeah. So, yeah, got to lose some weight and got to help my liver with that. And
0: I have to eat a high-fiber diet. So I was picking blackberries in the backyard before we recorded.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at in my health journey. And I'll give you guys some updates about... How that goes i um we have some really good my doctor gave me some really good tips and tricks about my new lifestyle with working at a nightlife bar about what to do with meals and food mm. and it was really some good stuff so maybe i'll do uh, maybe we'll do a health episode in the future yeah um because donna did a, um, a fitness journey actually a while ago um that might actually be really interesting for a lot of folks to hear yeah yeah um so yeah i need to ask donna how are you doing this evening oh coco i will let you know after
0: this brief commercial break dun dun drag race oh we don't want to get sued for copyright but you know what i'm really in the mood to watch some drag
1: race oh my gosh let me tell you there is a beautiful place to watch drag race every week oh yeah yeah at local lounge at six o'clock p.m Every Thursday, you can get a first look at Drag Race. Oh my gosh, and currently we're on All-Star Season 6? Yeah, All-Star Season 6 is premiering right now, and we have performances that happen throughout the show. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. You can buy drinks, hang out with your friends, and just get to experience some buffoolery happening at the bar. Some buffoolery, not even buffoonery. It's your own made up word. (laughs) I know, just like a queen from Drag Race.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, catchphrase.
1: What happens after Drag Race? After Drag Race, it goes straight into drag queen karaoke. Yes. So you can sing with your friends, get some cocktails and party all night long. We have microphone condoms now that you can wear, but Ah. masks are not required if you are fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. I guess we'll see you there. Yep. See you there.
2: It's a podcast. Check it out. With Coco and Donna. a podcast. Check it out. Tune into What They Tell You podcast. Check it out. With Coco and Donna. Tell a podcast. Check
0: it out. Well, Coco, I am feeling, honestly, like this next guest is kind of garbage. Like, kind of... Just like a absolute pos. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I
1: feel like she's really secretive. Like she doesn't like to tell her secrets no, for any reason. I do. Except she lies because she tells all her stupid secrets. I do. I mean, she just likes to talk. I do.
0: <laughs> um, I feel like that was mostly when I drank. But yes, I'm being interviewed. Hi.
1: Yes, uh, Donna, tell him my secret.
0: Hi, Donna. Say hi to the P.A. kids. Hi, everyone. Yeah, the funny thing about that name that I always used to say is that uh, it's I, it's like the exact opposite of how I was when I was in drag and very drunk. Is I would like tell everyone my life story, and I would listen to everyone else's too. And I would often end up drunk at the end of a night with a stranger, talking to them about their lives and talking to them about my life.
1: Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. Um, so we're so we're gonna be not where, I am going to be interviewing Donna as our special guest today. So doing it all in the same way that I've been doing our guests. So let's start this way. So, um, where did your drag name come from and how long have you been performing?
0: Well, my drag name came from actually there was this show called Drag You that RuPaul did where there would be like cis women that would get like made up by drag queens and there was this one queen that ended up getting the name Donna telling Me What To Do or something like that and I was like oh that's funny I like plays on words at this point I'd been watching Drag Race for a while and stuff and I um, was really into drag and I decided that that would be good because it was kind of like the feminine version Donatella is kind of like the feminine version of my name i go by in my everyday life and so i liked that and then i liked my secrets because it's you know mysterious and it, i feel like it fit like the whole femme fatale aspect of of my drag and then what was the second question
1: <laughs> the second question is how long you've been performing
0: how long have i been performing as long as you Seven, eight years? What? Something like that? Eight to nine. Eight to nine? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That long.
1: Yeah, that long. (laughs) Tell me about what is one, like, bit of advice that you would give to new entertainers starting out?
0: Mm. Don't take it personally. Don't take anything personally. Like, people will read you because you need to be read when you're starting out. And even today, like, there are constantly things I'm learning about how I can do things better with my drag. Um, And don't take it personally when someone is like, hey, gives you a suggestion. Because I I feel like even up until, like, a year, like, two years ago, I took things, like, incredibly personally. And that will only hinder your growth, I think, if you take everything that everyone else has to say personally.
1: Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So this is a good one for you. What would you today tell yourself um, in your first year of drag?
0: Easy on the white powder. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And the white contacts and harder on the contour.
1: (laughs) How would the you of back then received those comments?
0: Not well. Not fucking well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Donna back in the day, thought she was Taylor Momsen. And oh, she, I did. <laughs> she, I mean, she kind of looked like her a little bit,
0: but I looked scary because I'd wear those white contacts with the white powder, and people were like always like scared of the way I looked. They weren't really ever like. It it took some time for people to be like, "Oh, she's sexy too," because they, the legs, I guess you know, that's something.
1: You did. You did have legs for days. <laughs> you did have legs for days. I have
0: like th- muscly legs.
1: What have you learned about performing in girl groups? Cause you're one of the very few people that have been on our podcast. who's actually ever performed in girl groups.
0: Yeah. Well, I've been in, I, I performed in a few iterations of girl groups at this point. I feel we've had it. We've had like a lot of different, it's always been with you. Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I have, I learned that it's extremely difficult that's very hard to do i i'm the type of person who looks at drag as art and i would like to do things that aren't always in line with what my my peers are doing necessarily so it's kind of hard for me to as to feel like that individualism sometimes when i'm in a group but it is fun it is definitely great like the feeling of performing in a group is very fun during a show because you get like that rush that i feel like i used to have always as an entertainer when i was performing with like an ensemble cast in like a musical or in show choir or something like that it's always like that awesome like fun energy that you get when you're performing and especially if it's well rehearsed and people are taking it seriously
1: yeah actually as um Normally in these interviews I don't try to comment too much but I will say that I I do marry that sentiment cuz we never really did talk about girl groups on this show before either but yeah, yeah that that I did I think I do miss that cuz it's just been a really long time to get yeah. that rush yeah. of like the girl group rush um when you're like done with a really well rehearsed number a
0: well rehearsed number like the one that we did at pride with Natalie and Adam Oh, it was so good oh that was it such was a so fun much number. fun and we stuck it to them, and we made a lot of money. <laughs> so much money!
1: <laughs> oh, that was such a good. That was it good.
0: was such a good year. I mean, it was our last year ever doing pride. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was good. But that was, that was really, really good. And yeah. the one that we recently just did at uh, the Milwaukee Pride Fest Sports oh, Fest. Yeah, That yeah. Those were good group numbers too. That was I had fun. A fun with that. Yeah. Um. Uh, what, was, oh, what was my next question? Um, how has it been? Dating when it comes to the intersection of drag and being your out of drag persona, that's
0: hard because I feel I feel like i'm a I'm a gender nonconforming person. I don't feel like I'm cisgender. Okay. I came out as like gender fluid many years ago when I still had a drag Facebook. So that's something that I feel like I'm still kind of Exploring my own identity in my, like, everyday life when it comes to expressing myself. And the reason why I talk about my gender expression when it comes to dating is because I've found a lot of the time that people are very drawn to me when I'm, like, more femme-presenting. And I think I feel a certain degree of, like, comfort in being femme-presenting in a lot of
1: ways. I wonder if it has anything to do with confidence. Everybody always talks about the confidence. Yeah,
0: right? I mean, maybe it is that. Maybe it is that whole, you know, euphoria that you experience. Maybe maybe that's what it is. But I, um, I don't know. I, I think dating, as far as doing drag, having that as, like, an extra layer, it was definitely difficult when I was performing a lot because – I was drinking a lot and I don't think that I was like also like an extremely like stable and dateable person all those times I feel like nowadays like I'm I'm getting there but I I had a lot of work to do on myself and also I was just like because of that I was choosing a lot of the wrong people that were never going to be good partners for someone who was living the lifestyle I was living
1: what is your pinnacle point of drag? Um, what do you think will be your high point? Do you Is it Drag Race? Is it Dragula? Is it uh, an album? Is it a movie career? Or like, you know, if it was, like, mm. the dream point. You know, like, if it, that, somebody picks you, and you're like, oh, my God, that's, that's the dream. I would like to, like, have a small role in
0: something. I would like to act in something, even if it is just, like, an indie movie or something like that. I want to have, like, my own little corner of the world my own little slice of pop culture like my own little slice of the internet the web or whatever it is that is like that just kind of like lives on forever so if that were me like in an indie movie or if that were me like singing and recording a song um which I have like helped co-write some songs and I've also like helped out with some other like writing projects and stuff before but unfortunately just haven't really like come to fruition i would like to do something like that i would like to have my own little slice of pop culture that's like my my only goal really with drag it's
1: interesting that's actually really cool and you know what's what i'm seeing is like there's these little um because like you know i we have friends now that mm-hmm. are moving to portland that have performed drag all over the country and there are nuggets now. People are recognizing that there's so many really talented drag artists mm-hmm. across that. And they're, the sad thing is they're all drag race girls that are starting these projects. But yeah. they're starting really big projects across the entire country. Like... You know, like, Eureka and Bob have their show that they yeah. did. And even... And I think it all... The funny thing is it all kind of always still started with RuPaul. Like, RuPaul did AJ and the Queen. And, mm-hmm. like, now these other shows are popping up. And then there's now all of these, you know, competition shows that are still on the Hush Hush that are popping up um, that are going to be well WoW Presents competition shows. And, yeah, like, um, just... Because I've seen the flyers for them coming out, and I don't mm-hmm. know who's going to be in charge of those. And, and then all the other drag races that popped up. and Yeah. So I think that there will be a market that I think for will. other drag artists to hopefully raise that booking fee a little bit. Good heavens.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. I think drag is just ever-evolving, and there's all sorts of different ways that you can get exposure as a, as a queen. You know, there was so much drag that was before Drag Race where people, you know, were like their own independent artists. And I think just eventually I would like to, to get at that point, maybe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. What will be your permanent retirement? What do you see? Mm. What's that point looking like? Like, so say the dream doesn't happen. Yeah. When is it like, okay, this is, I'm done. I'm done now. Are you, or are you one of those people like, I'll probably always be dabbling in some way oath drag for the rest of my life. I think I'll always be dabbling with
0: makeup. Um, Will I always be, like, dabbling with the persona of Donatella, my secrets? I don't know. But I'll always be, like, dabbling with makeup and art. Yeah. I don't know how long I want Donatella to go on for. Right now, it's, like, the only social media presence I have, so it's, like, you know, it's... I feel like Donatella is me. You know, I... I don't know. I I couldn't really see myself, as far as like drag goes, going by a different name or anything like that. I've I've never thought about like renaming myself to go by something else and like reinventing myself in that way. But
1: I don't know. I recently just uh, just as a side note, I I recently got some news that Donatella knows about that might change the entire scope of my future. Um, I find out here soon. Um, and if that does happen, there does become more of a in-date with drag for me. Yeah. Because um, there's a lot of things I'd like to do with my husband. Yeah. Um, For
0: your future. Yeah, for
1: my future. And being 35 years old, uh, there is just like, but if those things don't happen, I'll probably be doing drag for a lot longer. So I get that. Because um, the thing is, like, I do love dabbling in makeup, and I love the creativity side of drag. But I've always, yeah. But for me, I think it's always been about the performance side. That's why like getting a new costume has never been the most exciting part or sewing has never been the most exciting part or baking a mix has never been the most exciting part. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite number to perform? Ooh. Hmm.
0: Well, I think the one that I perform probably the most in Portland would be Pancake by Jaded, featuring Ash Nico. Yeah. I think that's probably the one I perform the most. But I also really let's see, I love La Disco by Shiny Toy Guns. I also really like um, Decepticon by Latigra. I think is how you say her name. And I also really like Not About You by Haiku Hands. It's all like weird electronic alternative music. Because I'm I'm different. I'm not like other girls. <laughs>
1: I'm different.
2: (laughs) No,
0: it's just music that I vibe with. I like that kind of stuff. So I like performing it because it's fierce and it like kind of fits like the whole like, I'm a strong lady kind of persona.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're definitely a femme fatale. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely a femme fatale. Um, Do you think that you'll ever adopt any more drag children? No. That's a hell no. (laughs) She's like, hell no for 500 bond?
0: I mean, I... (sighs) I don't know. I I would like to, like, teach people what I know, I guess. But I haven't ever really, like, felt the need to be like, you're my baby, you're my child, and I'm going to, like, you know, teach you. Um, I I think if I saw something in, like, another entertainer that reminded me of myself, then I'd be like, let me teach you a
1: lesson. (laughs) Good heavens, she sounded, Wow. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Let me teach you a lesson, sweetie Back in my day No, um <laughs> Gosh <laughs> But I don't know I don't, I don't think I really want to be Like a drag mother I, I would be more than happy to To tell my secrets, though uh, If someone really wanted to know them
1: So I get to ask the fun question now mm-hmm. So if you were ever in a bar fight Who in the mm-hmm. Portland drag community Would you ever want to be on your side? Hmm, definitely
0: Atlas, as as one of them. Atlas for sure. I feel like Kimber would be great too. Kimber would be great because Kimber having your back. You know what? She it it would be like the best case scenario because I think that Kimber can really tell people about themselves. <laughs> it's true. She has that ability. Yeah. Um, and then for my third one I would say someone like Honey but I don't know I don't feel like Honey would really want to fight she would probably just like look at them and then they'd turn to stone Valerie DeVille let's say Valerie Valerie is very is really no nonsense so I I think she'd also tell them about about themselves so yeah I'd say Valerie as my third yeah she would she would just cut them with her words I've never seen Valerie fight, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I that would be that. a good lineup. <laughs> that is that is a good lineup, yeah. honestly. Val- <laughs> Val- Val- gosh, I would love to have Kimber in my corner. Yeah. Um, let's see. That kind of brings us closer to the end of our episode. Um, what other things would you like people to know about the future of Donatella, My Secrets?
0: I want people to know that I'm not really going to be performing in. I've said this before on the podcast, but my sobriety when it comes to drinking is extremely important to me, and I'm putting that before entertaining right now. So going forward, that's kind of going to be, uh, not kind of going to be, that is going to be my new normal. So I won't be performing at bars. I, you know, I don't think I have a, like, thriving fan base of people who are, like, waiting to see me, but I also just, like, want them to know that, like, I will have, like, occasional shows um, outside of bar venues, um, and then eventually when I do get the confidence to be in a space like that and not feel like I'm going to just cave from the social anxiety and want to drink or, or... try and, like, numb the pain because I'm in drag and drag fucking hurts and I make an excuse and try to have a drink then, like, I, um, I I won't be really performing in bars until I can kind of, like, feel comfortable not making excuses for myself and holding myself accountable in those spaces. So I guess that's one thing I want people to know, is, like, I'm, I'm not done with drag, but I want people to know that my health and my sobriety are going ahead of being an entertainer and that has not been the case in a long time and like loving myself is is coming first now and not hurting myself and and having shitty coping mechanisms so
1: yeah yeah i love that yeah i love that well that brings us to the end of our episode listeners yeah this has been a little bit of a look at donatella my secrets and what she's been up to wow um and Maybe we'll call this episode "Coping Mechanisms" and then review with not telling my secrets. Maybe that's maybe that's a good one. Telling
0: her secrets.
1: Telling her secrets. That's a lot better. Let's do that one. Telling her
0: secrets. <laughs> coping mechanisms.
1: Telling her secrets.
0: Telling her secrets. <laughs> <laughs> coping mechanisms.
1: That's a good name. Coping. Cop. Coping, coping. Telling. Mechani- there, there's a drag name in there somewhere I'll somewhere it
0: so cope Copen mechanism i don't know coping
1: <laughs> coping that's just a weird corbin name. mechanism corbin. <laughs> oh there it is corbin mechanism there you go i don't know well thanks listeners um tune in every thursday and we'll see you next time we'll see you next week bye,
2: bye. this has been another episode of a gem of a secret podcast The hosts of HM of a Secret podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Duche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at The Touche Duche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is A-J-E-M of a secret podcast dot com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.